What's up guys, welcome to today's money. Thank you for listening, I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, there's a link for that in the description. And if you wanna jump right into the podcast, skip the next 30 seconds of ad space. What's up everybody, welcome back to today's money. Where we get your money right and help you get your mindset right. Get your mind right. Get your mind right. Today, we're gonna be covering all the major topics that came across the headlines last week. Actually, we're gonna be starting with one that came across this morning, kinda sad. Christmas Day. Yeah, we're going to start down low and then we'll work our way up on some more positive news. So the first thing that we're going to be talking about here is this RV that exploded this morning in downtown Nashville. Nashville somewhere like I feel like when you think about it, what's the first thing you think about? Country music. I think of that everything being on one street with a bunch of country That's music That's what I bars. think of too. Yeah. Yep, yep. I feel like everybody has that picture in their head of like, you go to Nashville, you're going out drinking, we're going to yeah. be bar hopping, yeah. live country music. That's, Definitely. So yeah. this, Square dancing. Exactly. So this happened last night. And nice people. I feel like. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, especially anywhere down south. It's like down south except Florida, and I live in Florida, so no disrespect <laughs> to the Florida people, but I feel like you go to South Carolina, you get that southern, come here, honey, whatever you need, right. honey. Come to Florida, dude. It's just a bunch of angry New Yorkers yeah, that came down here just for the yeah. warmth. And right. They're still working on getting nice. Right. The hey, same. that's going to be one of you. That's going to be you one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, listen, so this is what the article is saying. It says, Metro Nashville police have released surveillance video of this RV. So everybody watching is going to see it right now. It's this weird, you saw it. It's this camper looking thing. It's not like a nice looking RV that you would roll up to. Like the, no, when you tell like me some, to go on a road this trip. It's like some, what's that show, Breaking Bad. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> like what it looks like. RV. That's exactly yeah. what it looks like. So yeah. it says, This RV exploded on 2nd Avenue this morning. It arrived on 2nd Avenue at 122 in the morning. So what happened was, and again, new information is still coming in and it's developing as this goes on showing you a tweet here that they started stopping flights because they didn't know what was going on. The FBI is getting called in, but basically the blast happened at six 30 in the morning. And before the blast went off, this is the weirdest thing. And you guys watching can go look up videos of this because there's still more information coming out about this, but it's this siren, this sound that was saying this vehicle is going to explode in X amount of minutes. It was almost like counting down. Now you said that was not, the police didn't make that sound. That was from the van. It was coming out of the van is what it looks like. The RV. Yeah, the RV. Yeah. What does that make you think? Someone put a lot of effort behind this. Yeah. This is some plan. But it's weird because it's like you're creating an explosion yet you're giving everybody a warning. I had a theory about this in the shower after our workout. Okay. This is a little far-fetched, so maybe we shouldn't start. No, there. go. We're let's going, go. That's why we're here, fa- bro. We go deep. But I think, so we were talking about this earlier, about how the person who came up with this is very smart, thoughtful, planned it out, but also has a lot of evil, maybe, in them. And I was thinking, okay, you know it's Christmas Day. Wherever this was put, there's probably not a lot of people. And you warn people. So obviously the intention is not to wo- hurt anyone. Right. But to make a commotion, make a scene. Send a message. Send some type of message. What kind of message does explosions and terrorist attacks normally do to the country? Unifies it. The country's not together right now. So a day, Christmas Day, now here's an explosion. I'm warning, I don't want to hurt anybody. But we're not, this country needs something to bring us in. I know it's fat. Hey, these are theories. Yeah, far, very theory could be way, way, way wrong. <laughs> but we don't know anything about it. And I was thinking like, hmm, maybe... Someone with that type of skill that could build this thing, sure. took the time to sure. put it there, planned it, now has this, you know, is obviously has no intention of trying to hurt, but trying to damage. Or is there the probability, there is to some degree, that the person is stupid and thought they would hurt people <clears throat> and it didn't go off as planned and it was maybe meant to hurt more people. Yeah. But then again, like you said, I do think that there's something about that's like Christmas Day. Not many people are out and about right. in downtown Nashville Christmas Day. Right. I feel like it could be more so just to send a message of like, hey, like clearly they 
Not clearly, but you would like to assume they didn't want to hurt people because there was that message going across saying, like, this is going to explode in X amount of minutes. So what if it's just sending a message of, like, yo, look how easy this is. Like, I gave y'all a warning, you know? For why, though? Because, I mean, it's not like we didn't know that it's easy. We already knew that. You know what I mean? We've already had serial killers, serial bombers. It's It's a thing. Why? I feel. Do they have any information yet on no, anybody? We're up yeah, yeah. This is very, not, no. And they're not so, releasing it fast either because they want to keep this like. I don't know. Wraps. I feel like depending on when they get more information released on who they think might have done it or what group of people they think might have done it, I feel like then the motive might get a little bit more clear. Of okay, yeah, they mm-hmm. were just trying to send a message. Right, right, right. But then see, it gets weird because this is where uh, I'll say to that, I'm like, that's you got to be careful because like. You think there's a lot of these situations where we've had bombers or shootings or whatever, but the media will frame it as, oh, this person was brown, so that's so it's a terrorist thing. Yeah. It was a white person, so he was just a crazy person. That's right. what they always try to do, right. but it doesn't always fit that. It's well, not always. Right. Like, what was that article title, the way you said it about the, like it sounded like the police set it off, but then we read the one and it actually went off when it was supposed to, but. I forget how that was worded. It was a tweet. That was yeah. like the first tweets yeah. that were coming in this morning. They were saying something about. To make it seem like it wasn't a intentional. Yeah, the yeah. word that they kept using in the articles was intentional. intentional. This, this bomb went off then was intentional. Right. Well, to try to eliminate fear. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But they could also just be using that word because there's a timer screaming. This bomb is going to go off in 15. This RV right. is going to explode right, in 15 right, minutes. Right. So 10 the, minutes. The timer didn't start until there was 15 I'm minutes sure. left? I'm not sure. I'm not sure on the we timing. Got, yeah. we, we're just. You got camera videos on the street of restaurants who have security cameras sharing their feed with news people. So you're getting like a uh, street view camera hearing the siren from a a ring camera, so to speak, right, for a restaurant. So you hear it six in the morning. It's still kind of dark out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Here's what I want to know, though. How do they even recognize it as being suspicious? Like, what if we all were in an RV and we were just traveling through Nashville? It wasn't. I, I don't know where you heard that. It wasn't marked as suspicious. I don't think anyone knew about this until it started talking oh okay that's what i was gonna say is because if they thought it was suspicious beforehand no no, no. i think i'm pretty sure that after you're saying after it blew up it's when all the flights and things got weird yes because then they they want to know that when one bomb goes off they always wonder well is there more yeah because i was gonna say if they they knew it was suspicious beforehand and that the bomb was gonna go off why didn't they get a bomb squad in there to try and like deactivate it or something but but the thing 15 minutes yeah they told them we're gonna blow up we can't get the bomb squad here in time. Got to just no, let it blow up. Clear, yeah. clear everybody out. Because yeah. there are reports on Well, that's Twitter. if the message only started right. at 15 minutes. Right. An hour after the report of the vehicle, it exploded. So there was not a lot of time. That's what it says right here. So this thing happened. It started talking. The cops started knocking on people's doors. That's a movie, dude. There's people saying that cops came to their doors and said, you need to leave your house. We have a bomb nearby. You need to get out. So they were evacuating people. So someone made the call to say, no bomb squad, we're just getting and people out. And they parked it there late last night? one thirty in the morning. Hmm. This is really uh, weird. There's uh, a lot of things. Like you do that, you're, you're trying to hide yourself. It's Christmas Day. You're not trying to hurt anyone. There's just, took a lot of time to build that, to make that. Yeah. There's a lot of planning. So it's not someone who is stupid. Right? Dropped the, off hours before. Right? There's some intelligence behind that act. You would, you would, you make assumption of and you just wonder what's the message because to me it's more of a this is a message not an act of harm right yeah it's uh, scary what, what what do we know Let, listen i think the way to leave it is that it's just scary yep. and it just shows yeah. you that like no matter where you're at st pete tampa nashville name it austin well, berkeley philadelphia it can happen this yeah. stuff happens everywhere in Pittsburgh, when that shooting happened at the synagogue, mm-hmm. if I would have not transferred colleges, the college that I was originally attending was right there. 
literally less than a mile away. People on that campus heard sh- the shots fired and thought it was a shooter on campus. And look, we were just talking about that shooting at the um, Stagecoach Festival mm-hmm. in Vegas a couple Vegas. years ago. Yeah. yeah. Like the, these things happen anywhere at all times. Yep. Does, when you see stuff like that, does it ever make you want to carry a gun and, and protect yourself in any way more? What is a gun going to do? Well, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just to, just the no, knowing that there's crazy people out there. I'm I'm mixed feelings on it. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not against. Because you still feel like the gu- if you carry a gun, then you're almost inciting a, a problem potentially. No, I don't no, think you don't that. Feel that way? I don't feel that way okay, at all. Okay, okay. Then what do you mean mixed feelings? Because I know a lot of people who carry, and I get why they do, and I don't, and I know why I don't. Sure. So I don't have, I don't feel like those who do carry are wrong, and I don't feel like those who don't are either. Fair. Yeah. So let's change our subjects here. Mm-hmm. Not as dreary as yeah. a Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Happy yeah, holidays. Yeah, yeah. Merry good exactly, stuff. exactly. Yeah. Not as dreary, but still kind of negative. But we, it's important to talk about. I mentioned it to you before, just as this wealth gap and how COVID is widening the wealth gap, right? So the first article that we're looking at is from the Guardian. It's titled "Ten Billionaires Reap Four Hundred Billion Dollar Boost to Their Wealth During the Pandemic." It says COVID-19 pushed many into poverty, but brought huge benefits for some of the wealthiest, renewing calls for fairer taxes. Even the richest people in the world have boosted their already vast wealth by more than $400 billion since March, okay? The extra wealth accumulated by the 10 men, it's really just 10 people, approximately $450 billion using Forbes figures over the past nine months, so like I said, since March, is more than the 284 billion euros that the British government is estimated to have spent on tackling the pandemic and the economic damage it has brought on 66 million people. So what that is saying is they've accumulated more wealth since the pandemic started than the entire government of Britain spent to help 66 million people. I do have thoughts on that one. A little bit more. Jeff Bezos, the founder and chief executive of Amazon, has washed his wealth rocket by $70 billion since March to a record $185 billion as hundreds of millions of people trapped at home turned to online delivery to keep themselves fed and entertained. Okay. Here's just an interesting statistic. It says the wealth of these 10 men has grown so great that they alone could provide a $3,000 stimulus payment to every man, woman, and child and still be richer than they were nine months ago. So, I mean, these guys are almost like their own country at this point. They have, they control so much wealth. Monopoly. So first thought for me is like a lot of the wealth is in stock. So when you say someone is wealthy, yes, they own the shares of stock Mm -hmm. and they could cash out and take that money, but they aren't paper. It's on paper. It's on paper. They aren't actually cash rich right. to that extent. There's still big balling. There's a big difference. Still big balling. Oh, yeah. Jeff is still spending millions of dollars, but he's not like if he's making hundreds of billions, he's not spending that because that's his stock value. Yeah. So you have to remember they that. Plumb too. It overnight. Exactly. Yeah. Their wealth is up, but their wealth is only up on paper. You know what I mean? Right. So that's the first part. And of if that. you cash out your shares, then it's like then you have nothing. Well, then you're just cash rich. Yeah, you're just right. right. But and then if you spend, as like, you spend if it, saying, you start dropping down the list, right, right, yeah. right, of rich people, right. So when you hear stuff like this, like the wealth gap getting wider, yep. What does it make you think first? Well, the first thought was hearing all that is that it's sad that the government is what induced that. Yeah, because the government shut down the businesses and then forced people right. to use Amazon. Yeah, it's the, it's a free market. The market's just doing what it wants to do. Is it free though? When you shut down businesses? No, no. But in terms of what people are gonna, how are they gonna react? Of yeah. course, there's only place to go is online. What's the, the most place, most efficient place to shop online? Amazon. Yeah. 
So how can you, are you going to be mad at Jeff? Because he just provided a service that helped everyone through all this. Right. Okay. What's your first thought when you hear this? I don't, I don't know. It doesn't really strike a negative chord with me because it's like if you're a successful business person and this is the way that the house of cards has been built and our dominoes fall for you, whichever analogy you want to use, it's like that's the fruits of your success. Think you about know? like when Jeff started Amazon yes. and he was just selling books. Yep. And then he had an idea of like maybe he met with some smart people. He got partnered with some smart people and he was like, oh, we could sell this. He wants to we sell could sell this. Yep. We could sell this. So Jeff had this idea of selling people everything online years ago. And all COVID did was, was pour it? lighter fluid on his fire. Yep. But and, what? All, and all it did at that point was make him, but, but if anything, just feel more right. The whole like it reason, makes him right. That's all it does. It makes him right, right. in what he said years ago. So and why would we be mad at him for that? Can't be mad, but yeah, we could be mad at them for not paying their fair share of taxes to make billions, billions of dollars in profit, not just generate billions in sales. They're billions in profit. And they're not paying their fair share of taxes. That's where I do. Well, where do you label that. fair share of taxes? Right, because well, if they're following the laws, well, then they, they're just if, playing the game. If they're just playing the game, I get that. But I think if you make billions, there should be laws that do not allow. So whose fault is that? The government. It's definitely the government. But it, there shouldn't be laws and loopholes to allow a company to do that. If you generate that much money, especially for a company that's you'd like to think got its heart tied to America and making our country better overall, it should want to pay taxes here to make everybody's lives better. Right. But that's just not the world that we live in right now. One more thing. My first thought on this, it just makes me feel like, yo, you're either going to get with it or get beat up by it. You either need to get on the side of the people that have some bread and are surviving, or you're going to get be a part of this piece that is dividing, this, the, the poor or the rich. I don't think it can be. It's not that simple. I don't. Think. No, it's definitely not. Yeah, but I think when you look at this is where does the... Not blame, but where's the problem? And it's in the government. Why are those tax loopholes there? Because the lobbyists, they're getting paid, right? And then it all trickles down. But because of greed, it all comes down to money as to why someone who wrote that tax law knew that loophole was there. And they put it in there in a particular part, which rolls right into having how many pages was that bill? 5,000. We're going to get to that, yeah. Yeah. You know, so that, like, who's really reading all that to know, right? And then... Now you know you got the one up. What do you think about it when like Elon Musk a couple months ago even said Tesla's stock price is too high and then it continues to go up from there, making him richer on paper. So he's like, yeah, it's actually making me look too rich right now. I'm probably not this rich. And then it keeps going. Like, how does that work? How do you, how do these guys then justify it and say, well, maybe I am this rich. You know what I mean? Maybe I do have this much power, you know? Yeah. Well, they, I mean, we know money has power. Yeah. But for those, like if, how can you blame if, Someone, the CEO of a company, looks at you and says, this company is overvalued, and then it goes up. The market's telling you, I think you're wrong. They believe in your idea that much. So I guess we're taking the side of this that, like, because here, it says other billionaires have significantly boosted their fortunes since the pandemic started. Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg saw an increase of 80% of his wealth to $100 billion. Warren Buffett, whose fortune increased by 26% to $85 billion. Larry Ellison, who's the co-founder of Oracle, who just moved to Texas. Their wealth is up, his wealth is up 50% to $88 billion. Google's Larry Page is up to $76 billion, an increase by 50%. So you have, these, these, these are just guys. Yeah. I don't know, I, it's hard for me to get mad at them for seeing that, you know what I'm saying? Is I, I feel like these numbers sound so astronomical, and yes, they definitely are. Well, by, I mean, eighty percent increase in March in, in anything. If we did anything, eighty percent. You know, but, that's a lot. But I feel like with our times and just the way the internet has made it 
not easier, but just more opportunity to make money and reach more masses amount of people with money. It's like, what do you expect I knew you were say that. people it's bound to, get, to happen? Right. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if you create something and you can are able to sell it online or you have an online service that could touch literally every human that has access to Internet. Yeah. Like you're going to generate very large returns. I think what this is showing is that the Internet, the government wasn't ready for what's happening. No one really is ready for what's happening. And since it's happening so fast, no company was made to get this big that fast. But it's happening on old laws and that's why they're able to do it. Right. So the, gov- the 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 playground that's has been built, and now they're just playing. But that playground is old. Well, now and, it, and then we figured it out right. already. You know, so, so much. So much. And think about it like this: you can have these guys that are x amount dollars rich, but if they move to a different state, then they get even richer because yep. then they're avoiding certain taxes and regulations that they had in their previous state, like California, to example. Right. So this will tie us into the next article. This is from investing.com. It says fleeing New Yorkers resulted in an estimated $34 billion in lost income. So just New York is an example for this study. Wait, just so everyone, that means that enough people left New York City that it that, cost that, them $34 billion. The city costs them 34 Yeah, billion. so like, cause think, like income taxes, right. right? So right here it says, all told, a net of 70,000 people left the metropolitan New York region this year, resulting in roughly $34 billion in lost income. So that's saying these people, these 70,000 people, would have generated taxes. They would have paid sales tax on the things that they bought. They would have paid income taxes on their... Uh, well, that is a crazy figure right there. That seven that just shows the wealth in New York City. Only seventy thousand people control thirty four billion, billion in nine months. Right. So that's that's staggering alone. Right. Right. And now all that leaves wherever that goes. Right. That's that's huge. But what does that do to the city that now already has closed businesses, has no way of to bail out these businesses that are already shut down? How do you recover from that well, in terms of COVID? It doesn't really get much better either. But who says that you're supposed to recover? Like, why right. are we naive enough to think that just because New York is the big poppin' city right now that it has to stay that way forever? Like, Look we, at Detroit. We all know that stagnation is terrible and that everything in life is consistently changing. It's the only constant in life. We do know that. So if, but not if only humans are just adapting to this change and just going with what's then better for themselves and they see best fit to move out of New York, it's like... Yeah, as humans, we really shouldn't be that surprised. And as much as it sucks for the people that live in New York and the city of New York, what are you going to do about it? Like, there's going to be a new up-and-coming city that's going to be the new thing. It might not happen for, like, 50 or 100 years where it's really labeled as that. But No, it'll be sooner. Change happens, you know? You are right, but that change, that trickle effect, because I heard this the other day, think about how much culture comes out of New York City and L.A., Huge. All the Christmas movies are based in New York City so for the most part. So much of our culture is bit on those cities. Music, East yeah. Coast, West Coast, style, fashion, the food we eat, right? All these different areas. So what are you saying? That It's going to lose it? Yeah, it's going to lose it. And then how is that? If the city, I mean, if the country now has no one to look to based off their trends, new trends are going to start in a new weird way. We we're, might niche us out more or some new city is going to be super popping. This is what I think is going to happen. I mean, just listen to these statistics. About 3.57 million people left New York City this year between January 1st of 2020, so almost a year ago, and December 7th, which was a couple of weeks ago, okay? So 3.5 million total left. We were just looking at the 70,000 that cost them 34 billion. Right. It then says, in Tribeca, which is a really wealthy neighborhood in downtown Manhattan, residents who left this year earned an average income of about 140,000. The people that are moving in, 
guess how much money they earn on average? I would say like 60. Yeah, probably less. I mean, I'm 82. Right. Close. Yeah. Yeah. So you're cutting it almost in half. Right. The quality of person, the amount of money that they then spend and generate in that local economy, small businesses in that area are going to suffer from this. You know what I'm saying? This is well, trickle this, down this, economics, what this isn't does, it? does, actually, I think it lets the city, if, it, is it, if it's going to come back, it's going to come back reset. We already know that nah, a city bro. like New York City. I really city, disagree with you. Well, I'll hear you if, out. If, if, if the city, how expensive was New York City to go to? Super and, expensive. And visit? You yep. know, even go there. I mean, you couldn't eat two people sit down for a breakfast, $100. Yep. Easy. Yep. Right? So now the cost of living in that place is going to have to come down because no one's going to want to go there. And those people who are like, so it's going to rebuild. It's going to almost reset. like the bubbles being popped the and now it's coming popped. back to right. like and a now more. They know no one's going to go and spend a hundred dollars for two people at breakfast in New York city. Right. It's Cause the income, the money's not there. It's sure. going to let all those businesses that get shut down, new opportunity. Everything's just going to reset. I think maybe, or the value of the dollar will continue to lose its purchasing power. New York will still be expensive. It'll still have high taxes like other liberal states. I don't think and it'll it be too expensive for people that make serious money to stay there when there's better options. See, the whole thing is that people have too much freedom now with the internet, right. with digital businesses, with work from home. There's too much freedom. Right. People will leave where there's better opportunities. That I agree with. So I don't it think, doesn't even yeah. ma- And truthfully, who creates innovation? Who creates the biggest change? It's the people with the money, the innovators with the money. It's not just like the old money. It's the guys like Elon Musk. It's the guys like you and me. Mm, guys love. guys with a little bit of money, more money than us, but they're the one employing people. They're the one that drive change. Think about it like this too, like just another thing to think about. The Democrats in New York, in the Bronx, Alexandra uh, AOC, she's the, uh, the girl who's big on the New Green Deal. She's super, super close to socialism is what a lot of people boxer in as she fought Amazon so hard to get rid of their warehouse that they wanted to build in New York City now people want that warehouse there because it would have been 25,000 jobs and she was one of the people and this is pre-COVID that fought to say no you don't pay taxes you don't come here you don't pay so I think these cities while you think they might reset I think that they haven't even begun bro because I think in order to reset, you need to clear out the old muck. And this girl, she's part of the new age. And this new age believes in keeping everybody down. Bro, she said, don't go back to work. Tell your employer no. So like these people are, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, I think they know how to I control think- people. They keep people down. And if they keep you down and they say, hey, look, here's just 2000 a month. Here's 3000 a month from the government. Just, you know, you don't need to go to work, COVID. They get into this mindset. They're looking for handouts. You control that person. Like we were talking about last week. If you feed an animal for a long enough period of time, it doesn't know how to go feed itself. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of thing that they're creating. So it's hard to see these cities resetting yet because they still need to be wiped clean, I think. For that, some of regulation, but it does create opportunity because you forget about innovation does not happen at the top. It happens at the bottom. We just saw Jeff Bezos changed the way thing from his garage. Steve Jobs, they all started from a small... So but that would be saying that the innovation of starting Amazon is just as great as what Bezos is doing now, and I would fight you to the death on that because now he's doing Blue Origin with space, and he's delivering groceries with Whole right, Foods. Right, it is so much bigger now. His innovation was able to blossom into what it right, is now that's one only because he made money and got successful. That's one individual. But, but if you chase all those people away, what do you have, bro? You have a lot of poor people looking for handouts. If rich people don't want to be in that state or that city. But there's still going to be a lot of people there. There's still going to be a lot of But if of they're broke and they're all kept down by the government, by regulation, by taxes, what innovation are you going to have? What I'm saying is that because there's a reset in the big business, it's going to have to bring prices down. Real estate's going to get cheaper in those areas. Still dis- we'll so see how it plays so out. those in the middle 
right? We'll have opportunity to say, well, now I there can is go none. open. That's the problem. These well, co- let, let him finish a thought, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, those people who are in the middle now say, okay, I could never afford real estate in New York City. Now I can. I have this idea of the way I'm going to change the restaurant industry and do that so it can be better than COVID. There's still people in New York City. And then, boom, the, like just the way delivery services got started, all that stuff. It was all small things, innovative ideas that then changed because they saw opportunity. Not to say that Amazon and these big companies don't, but they're not thinking, how do I put myself out of business, right? Those When you're a small guy and you're trying to make a splash in a big pond, you got to make a a big splash. You got to come up with a really, really good idea. That's and that's what you're saying. Come from the bottom. I'm saying if you try to come from the bottom and innovate, you're in a big pond and you're you're nobody. You're ignoring everything that happened. People have been telling Jeff Bezos the same thing when the big box stores like Macy's and all them. That was the norm. They were the big ones. They should have been doing it. Sure, but I just think you're not taking into consideration like. I would tell you, watch some of these videos of the small business owners in California and New York that are literally like, I wasn't making any money to begin with, but now with these extra regulations that the government makes well, yeah, me be now, a part right of this now, committee. Right. But that's why it's going to have to change. It'll, but only, it might take a while. But, but only if government changes. So right. if you have this girl who's socialist and Bernie Sanders and this well, mindset can, that wants to take right. over New York and make it blue, it, 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 it's just going to get bluer right now. It might reset in 50 years. When she's old and there's a new person and there's new mindset, but right now well, I think they might you get and, pinched when they get pinched listen, so hard. I think you and I are privileged, and we're on the side of this where we're not hungry. We're not waiting for the government to give us money. There's a lot of people in New York City and in these big cities that are waiting for the government to help them because they're struggling right now. Yeah, but Those, don't, don't you also think because all of these people are being so suppressed by all these regulations that if anything, that's more grounds for opportunity and innovation no. because they're going to try and think outside of the box and no. ways to get around if this. You can't think outside of a box where every dollar you make, they take 65 cents because of regulations and stuff in California and New York. That's what it is. You cannot think outside that box because then you're trying to run a business on the 30%. That doesn't mean it's impossible. No, but it, it really, I mean, you're just arguing with me to have a conversation. It's good, but I'm just saying, everybody listen, watch the videos all over the news, all over the internet of pizza shop owners, car dealer owners, mechanics, like the bread and butter of America, the people that start a small business and generate some local economy, they are getting out-regulated, put out of business by the government. But I then they go to Texas that, but and they I go said to Florida. that that's room for new opportunities, sure, new we'll people see. to be innovative I think and the new use cities, their creativity. Maybe, maybe. But I think you're just going to see way more flourishing. Like, where did you say we should be going? Austin. Austin. We're going to see way more flourishing businesses way more flourishing idea miami is about to become the new east coast financial hub goldman's moving an office there they moved an office to jacksonville you're going to see jp morgan and all the banks are going to follow city banks already big in miami so i just think that's what i mean the big there could be a big change in culture change. there that's happening there because they realize why do we want to be in cold new york city and now you got me thinking too it aligns almost with moving businesses down south, it aligns with where America was going to begin with. We were not going towards more white people. We were going towards more black and Mexican and Latino and this and that, a big mix melting pot. So it's like, it's almost like the Northeast had that white stigma to it too. You come down south, you're integrating everybody, you're bringing new ideas together. I just think the innovation from that is beyond, you can't even try to say what the cap is on that because you're giving people that have been with no opportunity in these areas, you're giving them plenty. You have Oracle moving to Texas and HP moving to Texas. Tesla is moving to Texas. That's five. I mean, if Elon moves the boring company, Tesla, SpaceX, PayPal, Solar City, and he has another company called Starlink. He could move six companies. Does he have PayPal still? He's, I think, I don't know if he's part of it, but I think I saw this graphic on Instagram. It was talking, if he moved all his companies, you're talking millions of dollars of mm-hmm. tax revenue that he's bringing into those states. Mm-hmm. That 
The reason I mentioned the tax revenue is because I think that's what helps drive innovation. If he's not paying a lot of money in taxes, he's going to have more money to explore. Right. He's going to get us to Mars, bro. He's going to make innovation. Right. You know what I mean? No, that I can see. But those companies that were out in California, they already, I mean, I don't think their tax laws are going to be that different because even though they were in California, you don't think, you think they were paying all those high I'm taxes? A hundred percent, bro. Look up the numbers. I mean, just small businesses, fed- but I'm saying the big ones. No, yeah, they all have like you, shell companies and another. Yeah. No, but I just think f- California alone, just for the state tax. Right. No, they're losing just a lot of money. Just that alone. They're losing a lot of money. For some of these guys, it's 13, 15% yeah. more. Yeah. So they were already at 47% tax bracket. Now you just added another 15% that because you're into, in that state. Let's go there. Let's go Doesn't there. Doesn't even make so any sense. He's yeah. trying to help the bottom, talking about this stimulus bill. Let's go. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So $2,000 stimulus checks blocked by House Republicans. Here's how much you're likely to get instead. So remember, this happened where first they were saying you're getting 600 bucks. Then Trump said, what the hell? This bill is 5,000 pages long. It's got all this extra pork in it. Cut the yeah. pork. We need to give people 2,000. Well, Two days ago, House Republicans blocked the attempt by Democrats to pass a standalone bill to raise the direct payments from 600 to 2000. The push amended the $900, $900 billion COVID relief bill after President Trump demanded lawmakers increase the second round of stimulus checks. So, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is now calling on the president to break with House Republicans and urge his party to end their obstruction. But Pelosi says the effort to deliver more money via direct payments isn't over yet. On Monday, I will bring, this is in quotes, I will bring the House back to session where we will hold a recorded vote on our standalone bill to increase economic impact payouts to $2,000. Now, it's interesting because it talks about who's eligible. It says those qualifying for the maximum stimulus benefits include individuals earning up to $75,000 in adjusted gross income or $112,000 as head of household and $150,000 as a married couple filing jointly. Payments are reduced at the same rate as the CARES Act checks for every $100 earned. Over those thresholds, payments are docked $5. Okay. When you'll get it, first in line will likely be the individuals who's already gotten direct payments from the IRS. Um, Qualifying Americans could see their direct payments reach their bank accounts in a matter of days. When they they pass it. Yes. And it says that... um, This is getting money into people next week. Those received a refund direct deposit 2018... It's good 14 million people previously registered. Okay. But keep in mind, this timing was promised before the president demanded, so it could get delayed. It's going to get delayed. That, why was that 5,000 pages? Yeah. That, I mean, that's the first part that we could talk about is right. why do they need 5,000 pages to get a budget or to get a stimulus check approved? It's not. It's because, right. like I was saying to you, they have this budget that they're trying to pass with it, and they're putting $10 million towards Pakistan and $100 million towards right. this it's country. A big, it's a big, let's try to get a bunch of stuff passed at once because it's going to be under the... Well, the problem COVID is, bill. Mark said this, and I'm pretty sure he's correct from the research I've done. It's like lobbyists are writing these bills. So you vote for Nancy Pelosi or whoever you think your state representative is. They're not the one even writing the bill. Yeah, 5,000 pages? No, bro. How long would it take you to write that? I couldn't write that in the nine months that we've been here, like in COVID. Comment below. Have you read 5,000 pages in your entire life? Because I haven't. In one sitting, like in one go. Maybe my whole life, no, honestly. Yeah, yeah, for, in my whole, whole life, life I've maybe sure. total have read 5,000 pages. 5,000 pages is a fuck ton. Yeah, they probably section it out. Like you, you're responsible no, for no this hundred pages. No one person has probably read that yeah. whole thing through. No, no, no. And then it's like, oh, I'll read this hundred pages. You read that hundred pages. You read that hundred pages, and then we'll all talk about it. But it's but like, what if have. I don't want to tell you? Have. Maybe they're small pages. But it's but like, what? What if I don't want to tell you what I actually read in my hundred pages? And I'm presenting my hundred pages to everybody. Here's you know, the, that's where there's a bunch of pork. Here's where you get into the pork. Why do they need all these pages to just give us money? give the people that are hurting money because I wouldn't qualify for the check. Why were they 
why are you struggling to pass this when we can just print money? Like we just print it. I know that's a simplistic question when you're talking about economics and the Federal Reserve and government and money and spend. Because it's, well, it's, it's got a balance sheet somewhere, but still, even if you make but guidelines. But they don't care about anything it. else on the ba- The balance sheet just right. gets worse. We right. just run up the deficit. It's right. just been going up. Right. Debt does not, since 1970-something, we haven't tried to reestablish even a stopping of the debt. It's just like, oh, the debt's going to go up. It's just got to go up. Right. We've never been like, hey, maybe we should stop doing that and try to pay it off. It's not like that. That's all. But it's like also, what what does the debt matter? What is it? If they, right. if they can just keep so printing bills, like, like is the like debt even a real thing? On. It's like, it is. This is see, as we talk about it more, Mark's ideas are so true. It's like, it's control. Mm-hmm. Like the government acting like $600 is enough money nine months into the pandemic. It's control. They're trying to right. keep people down. That's not down. even enough for some people's rent for a month, let yeah. alone how many months Half have we month. been in the pandemic? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's nothing. It's really, really well, nothing. This, if you didn't figure think, it out this far. I think the guidelines are kind of silly. In what way? If you're making seventy five thousand, depending on what kind of job, you, I think they don't need to. It sucks to discriminate in that way, but there's people who make seventy five thousand a year right now that they have more money in their bank than they ever had, right? Because they're not doing shit, right? Because they're sitting at home working on their computer, getting paid the same amount. So, do they really need the money? Not to say that they shouldn't, but that were they impacted financially? No. Like, but that's where it's like, how would you be able to go through and survey every individual pages. American to s- decide who's worthy of it and who's not? That's what, that's why it's difficult. And I think that's maybe they th- those guidelines that they have, though, for who gets it isn't even close to segmenting that. It's just like a black and white, like, here's this thing. And then boom, and also, I think it's interesting that all of it, like, yes, coronavirus pandemic bad. A lot of people are suffering. Yeah. OK, we get it. It's personal but, for us, yeah. And it's interesting how the government now wants to bail us out, but it's like we've also had homeless people for a fucking long time, and they're never trying to bail them out or do anything for them. Yeah, but that that would cost nothing compared to what we've already spent. That's like a whole whole thing. But what's crazy is you think about when the government comes to bail out big businesses, the real estate market. You think of two thousand eight market crash. It, it happens real fast. It's not. I mean, not real fast. They didn't bail out real estate. They bailed out the banks. The bank. They bailed That's out what businesses I mean, because of that I mean crash, right now, yeah. American Airlines, who bought back their own shares, so share buybacks is when the CEO and the board of directors decide that they will take shares of the company, issue more of them, or buy them off the free open market at a cheaper price than what the ones they already own for. So they're dollar cost averaging basically, and they probably know something that's coming in the next year or two that's going to naturally raise the price of their shares. So imagine, like we have shares of our company, right? If we issued more. And it was a publicly traded company and you could then know, oh, we're going to drop these new airplanes or whatever if we were, you know what I mean? Your stock could go up. The company could make money because they own shares of their stock. Do you follow me? Mm-hmm. So these companies are allowed to buy back their own shares, but now we're supposed to bail them out with taxpayer money. Make sense of that. Yeah. It doesn't make yeah. sense. So again, like just these are pieces of it that all make you just say this doesn't make sense. So we're going to do that. We're also going to bring up the conversation of canceling $50,000 worth of student loan debt, even though we have people in this country that sweated their ass off to pay it off, right? Mm-hmm. Hundreds of thousands of dollars for some people. And we're going to just cancel 50000 So now we're going to talk about this whole process of money. This is where money gets confusing, especially in the United... Really, it's in the United States with the dollar. We're going to cancel $50,000. we are just going to erase it from certain people, but we can't figure out a way to give more than everybody 600 Like, it's... I'm, I'm sounding ignorant almost in saying this, but it's well, like... Well, I can say a little to that this is because a lot of that 50000 is already written in federal loans. So for them, I mean, that's not a, a difficult... If they're canceling federal loans. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it would be for. But what I'm saying is if you can just cancel someone's debt, why can't you just give me more money? I was going to say, but canceling you our debt... Like, how do, how do you game. just cancel right. our debt it's when it's still right. owed to some... 
buddy. It is a game. Like it, ha- it is. Yeah, no, it is a game. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, okay, I'm not going to pay the 50k in no, student it, loans it, debt well, any more than who is. Especially because the cost of education hasn't gone. Has well, cost of education has skyrocketed. Well, and that's because of the government. It's because of these federal loans. So I almost kind of agree with doing it. The, the reason that I think education has gone up is because the government is willing to give everyone loans. It's not the cost of the loans. They're giving everyone loans, That's, which has no, no. allowed the education institutes to raise our prices. Why right. wouldn't we raise prices right, if the government's government, giving everybody right, so money? That, so that's why it's a, the government – if the government looks back and says the cost of education is so high and people are in debt because we did that, we issued these loans – why is it wrong for them to say I'm going to take fifty thousand back? Why is your why is thought it? because if, if if I'm I'm Steve and I work and I make two hundred grand a year and I've been saving sixty grand of that every year and putting it towards my student loans mm-hmm. and four years later I've paid the whole thing off. I sacrificed a lot of income in four years to pay this off and you just forgave Riley's loans. What so the wouldn't you be well, happy what, though? What Couldn't be, you be happy though for the no, fact that no 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 because you're like no one will be happy. No, I think people will. There'll no, be a no, lot no. of people. I'm happy. telling you. Because there's people who are still in their 40s, 50s, and 60s that still are $100,000 in, in you, debt. You will have probably more happy people that get some forgiven than unhappy people, but you will have a large percentage of, and I could be wrong in that, but you will have a large percentage of people, I see it on Twitter, that will be furious if they paid off $50,000 of debt and you're going to forgive that person. But then what? Whose life, whose life is really affected more? The person now they're just angry or the person who just said 50,000? Well, again, the, what is the greater you're good? You're asking me questions about myself, but I'm tell, I'm just saying. Like, no, 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 but I'm saying in general, yeah. think about that. That's a good thought. Cause I see where those, okay. Angry, right? But okay. You're angry, but that person just saved $50,000. What's that going to do for their lifetime and then generations next? Cause they didn't have to do that. It right? doesn't matter, bro. I, I, I spent 50000 extra that I didn't need to spend. Fuck the government. I'm not paying taxes next year. I'm getting more guns. I'm moving out west. This government well, sucks. That, that could be you, you. Get, you just get that mindset you going could. more and more. You, you know what I mean? Why would I trust this government that all of a sudden just came out? Because my timing was wrong. I didn't get the handout? That's no, no so fairness. Now you're saying that everyone below should not get it either. Because below you're, what? Because you're salty about it. No, there shouldn't be handouts to that extent. I will stand on that because I'm against socialism. But what if they're able to do it because of COVID? Now a lot of the education is online, so colleges don't need the funding that they once used to because people aren't in classrooms anymore. If anything, you feel like an asshole almost because what if you got a really great degree, right? And now it's like, well, dude, my job I do online now is I work from home. I, I... when I was in college spending 200 grand to get this degree, I would have never seen that now I make more money from home without using my degree. That's what a lot of people I think are having right now. They got a new job working from home because of COVID. Well, I'm not saying anything about using the degree or not using the degree. I think a lot of yeah. people are still going to go to school and get yeah, degrees use, online. I'm yeah, saying that the purpose of being in person and all of the fees and building administrate, like all of that the extra the stuff, building and all that stuff is the, the costs. costs are going to go way down because yeah, people no, aren't going to be that. there. So it's well, like, look at what we're doing with our courses. Look at like Udemy, Logan's taking courses right. with like Harvard professors on Udemy and they're like, that's dope. That's the, that's the way you should learn. Right. You know? Right. So uh, maybe that's who, how they're yeah. thinking they can forgive 50K well, for every person because they don't need as, the too, colleges right? don't need as much for funding. Sure, for sure. But you get what I'm saying about like the hardworking Americans that were like, okay, honey, we're not going to take trips this year. For 10 years, we can't take a, tri- a, a really nice vacation because I've got to pay off my student loan debt. And we got to, because there's a lot of families with two people no, with student loan debt. No, for real. And they can't go on trips no, on vacation. And we're going to Mexico. We're living it up. Like, it's so, yeah, but we're that's out of like, touch. that's like you going to the pizza shop and buying a pizza and then being pissed off the next week because the price was lower and you were mad that you already spent no, $10. It's, it's like I went to buy that pizza and now the pizza shop is giving it out for free the next day. That's what it's like. That happens though. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Like, no pizza yeah. shops are giving out pizza for free. 
You don't Wawa know that. Does it? Promos. They give away hoagies. Yeah, Little Caesars. When you get a free hoagie from Wawa? on Hoagie Day. Yeah, yeah bro. It's okay, a big day. one day a year. That's a, it. Doesn't matter. We're talking about thing. hoagies versus fifty thousand dollars of student loan no, debt. But it's a concept. It doesn't matter. The you value. two are being ignorant if you don't understand what I'm it's, saying. It's from, concept from a perspective I'm of somebody who's who's working their ass off. You don't the, think that someone would be frustrated a little bit no, to hear that be, you but, got a handout yeah, okay, and I didn't? What does your frustration do? No one for, thinks like that, Ryan. You're all zened no, out. We're zened out. We think like that. Most people are, they don't think, what does my anger do? They're no, angry. But, They're just mad. But, okay, but what does that do for the country? Makes it. More division. It creates more problems, no, bro. They're just you, angry for a second. Then you get over it. You move on. I how don't long think are so. you gonna stay angry that? Because what are they actually time? gonna do? Bro, like how nothing. How long does it take you to make fifty grand? How long does it take some people to make fifty grand? Yeah, tax, yeah. after paying taxes, yeah. a long time. Yeah, so you for think, sure. You want to talk to me about how mad you're gonna be? Pay a year salary towards your make fifty grand a year. Pay off a hundred grand in student loan debt and find out somebody gets a free handout of fifty grand. What takes you a year to make? They're getting it for no, free. I get that. That would I, make I, people mad, that, bro. Yeah, I would be. I would be upset that I missed out on that. But is my being upset worse no. than the greater good that it did for no. the next person? I'm not I'm not arguing with you. Yeah, I'm just yeah. telling you no one's thinking that way when they get mad right away about this. They're gonna be like, What the fuck yeah, is the government? But that's where I just now so I'm you get, saying you get your debt forgiven, but I don't even get a check. Like, how about the people that paid off fifty, they get a, a check right. for ten or check for fifteen. Like give them something. Don't just Forget about them. Act like they didn't do anything. Like they followed your rules and played your game and you're just saying, Okay, thanks. And then everybody else, because you didn't finish in time, here you go. That's not fair. That's socialism. That's handouts. Yeah, and no, I, I'm not saying I'm aggrieved to handouts, but what I am connecting in dots is that the cost of reason why people are so far in debt is because of what the government did with the loans. Yes. Now the government's yeah, coming back not, and saying, look, yeah, they're not going to ever come out and say it that way, but by doing this, they're saying, we know the cost of education is high because of what we're doing. Yes. So here, we're going to try to make it better. But now you're saying that, yes, there's going to be people who are angry because the government's trying to do it better. Oh, well. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I just think that that does take the step towards the scale of socialism. And if you think that one step is all we take in that direction, you're wrong. It gets worse. And then as you give people more handouts, it goes back to what I'm saying. You control how they live. You control everything about them when you start giving them yeah, everything yeah. that they need. You can definitely go that way. Yeah. But I don't. I, I think there's going to be always a balance. Let's just see if I can find how many people. Because there are enough people, I think, that will... I don't want that. That will get angry the way you say to keep the balance a little bit. But I don't, I think just like some, you know, we've had conversations about universal basic income. That's a socialist idea. That isn't a bad one, right? Even this idea of giving people six. Well, I mean, bucks. we could talk about that. I, I don't well, know if it's you, a great idea. It's well, never I, been proven to work. Right. Okay. But, but what I'm getting at is in terms of that, we're already going that we're already saying, well, the government should be giving people more money. And I was saying that giving people money for their student loans because we didn't have another type is wrong. A little muddy. Let me connect it. Yeah, yeah, connect, connect. If if we're going to say the government's giving everyone 600 bucks is not enough. It should be 2000. But then we say not nah, we're angry because those who who went and got an education and now are still in debt in their 50s, we're not going to we shouldn't relieve $50,000 of debt. Those ideas kind of contradict each other. Yeah. Because they're both going to socialism, but right now everyone's okay with saying, you know what, the the gov- um, people need two thousand dollar check. The two thousand dollar check and erasing student debt are both socialistic ideas, hundred yes. percent. Right. It's always a matter of, and this is what the Democrats are always about, right? And go back ten years, the Democrats were way more level headed. The Democrats had this line of, liberals had this line of, we want to give you something and make sure you're not. Struggling, we're going to try to help everybody and see that there's a middle class and create a middle class in America. Like you were saying the other day, how it's gone. And it is. It's because the Democrats lost touch with what's going on. 
I really do think that mm-hmm. you have millionaire Democrats that think that they understand what's up no, for the I middle agree. class, and they then they're at a t- they're tapped out. And one other thing, just I'm looking just as, for statistics as we're talking. It says, um, 45 million people right now in America are over 60 paying off student loans. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you think they're gonna be feel salty for getting the cut? No, they're gonna be happy as fuck. No, but I want to know the number of how many people in the last ten years have paid off more than fifty k in debt. I'm just curious. Is it a hundred thousand people? Is it ten thousand people? Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So there will be that, some salty ones. Yeah, there definitely will be. I think the impact would be greater. Do you and, but this, what the bigger problem with this is the inflation. Yes. That's, yeah. that's where I do see an issue, and the bigger problem is that the government created the mess that now they're trying to get out of. Where if you just let the market be a free market. Well, that's where I always sit. I think well, I'm. That's of course that's where we agree. Because if the government wasn't shutting down right now for COVID and was letting businesses be operating, we wouldn't worry have to about be given out. I think competition makes everything right. Yeah. Like competition is what breed what breeds excellence. So I feel like, and this is far fetched to a lot of people. I think a lot of people don't fully agree with it. But I think school on like a basic level should be not government run. It should be private. Which means if you have money, you can afford a great school. It's going to have great teachers because they vet great teachers because everybody there costs money to be there. And then if you don't have money, there's less nice places because they're cheaper. And it's all based on the amount of capital in the economy that you can afford. That's the way that I think things should be run because I think it allows competition and it allows people to rise from the bottom, come up from nothing, make some... No, it doesn't. That I was going to say, yeah. that You don't think it does? No, no because no. think about it. If you don't have money and so you can't afford a nice school, well, now mm-hmm. you're causing the generations that you reproduce to not get as high level of an education because you can't you're afford it. And then it just, a wealth gap, a wealth yeah. gap right See, there like, it's, it's interesting that, but maybe I I'm creating my own wealthy p- version of people. Cause I look at it and I go, well, all the people that can afford to be in the decent school, they're all going to be. No, cause the, they, right, but that just why drive the, the prices up so high to where only, to get a good education, you got to pay way too much money to get it. And now only the top 1% are going to the best schools. Kind of what happens in college right it's now. It's happening right now. But in terms of a public school, there's plenty of public schools that are really good that people are getting education from to where then they can decide if they want to go take on some student debt and go into that. I think then you, you create a bigger gap by saying all school. No, you do you, create a gap. I'm not yeah, trying to yeah. avoid the gap, bro. See, that's the problem. Libertarians don't try to avoid the gap. Demo- the, uh, the, the constructive capitalism society that they think that we have now tries to mask the gap. I don't care that there's a gap. There's a gap today. Right. It's happening no, yeah, right sure. now. Wealthy people are divided from poor people. Capitalists say, let's be clear about it. If you've got the money, you get the nicer shit. If you can come up and figure it out and make something of yourself, you can get nicer shit. And if you don't, you just don't. Right. We're not going to try to hand it to you and give it to you and then end up moving money over here to help this person. And then there's scratching backs and moving money and it's so deep. It's so complicated. Rather than just saying, yes, this is the gap. Yeah, so do you not believe control. in help? In help? No, you, of course you need help. But I think that there's a big difference between help and handouts. That's all. Well, but, but the problem with that and what yeah. you said is kind of what we're dealing with now. Okay. Okay, because those people who, be, who can afford, let's just say you in your model, right, just because you can't afford the best education doesn't mean you don't get a good education. No, you still get a decent something. one. But the people who get the best education probably learn the laws a little bit better, learn the yes. loopholes a little bit better. Yes. Then what do they do? They go work for the government and they write to Maybe. All right, that's, an, that's an assumption. No, but they will. No, it's not. Smart people don't work for the government. How many people? Smart people work for themselves. They don't work for the government, bro. No, how many people come out of Harvard that work for the government? A lot. I don't know. A lot. A lot. A lot of lobbyists, a lot of these politicians are not dumb people. They went to big schools that cost a lot of money. Sure. Okay? So, But then they're writing ma- the laws that helps the other top 1%, which then you're just driving everything to where even if you are a small 
person, it becomes hard to do anything because everything kind of right now, like just what you were saying. I just look, everything again, is written around you're, California. You're making a lot of assumptions in that, just so you, like you are. But yeah, I'm but just you're saying, making assumptions that smart yeah, people not. won't work in the government. Yeah, no, I'm not. That's yeah. You, yeah. Yes, you are. But you can't make the assumption that they will, because they won't. No, we know that we've all we've all agreed that smart people don't go be president. Smart people don't do that. We the smartest people in this country are not working in government. That's a fucking fact. No, the smartest people in this country are not in government. Smart differently. Yeah. In what then? From being like entrepreneurial smart versus smart in. But what I'm saying law. again, just back to the school thing, just so you understand, the poor, you do deserve help. But if you are a lower class citizen, right? Like if you just are raised in a lower class environment, which we have right now, mm-hmm. it's not a, it's a, you live near one mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. I was yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So if you're, if you're, I, I picture inner city. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those people will f- educate and uplift themselves within their own ecosystem in the same way that the people with money would. And then everyone in the middle will fall in line. That's just what I do believe. It's more of, and it's like the same kind of idea where, I'm trying to think of like a good example where competition shines. Like even, I guess you can even look at healthcare right now because like if you have really good health insurance, like when my mom got sick, my dad was able to be like, put her in a helicopter, fly her to the best hospital, get her there. Mm-hmm. So it's still that that idea of like my dad saying, we have more money, we can make a better option, we need to take that option. That is what I think you need in everything. You know what I'm saying? And in schools and in a lot of areas, you don't get that, especially in um, like the, in in government handouts because then you're crossing that bridge of letting someone else come in and give you a handout not help whereas yeah but I feel like that's like if we take this down to just the basics of humanity that's like saying humans with more money are more worthy of uh, a life so my thought is just this if you have money you're not an asshole there are assholes with money but I would say in my experience of people that I've met that have more money than me they are nice people and they do give back a lot and they want to help people and they don't want people to be impoverished. I so I think that's if, making a big assumption. No, I don't think it is. I think yeah. if you, if you talk <laughs> well, to rich, just, I mean, you talk to rich people, you, so you're going to say more rich people are assholes than nice people. I'm not going to say they're more, but I think they oh, could bro, be equal. I would, no, I would definitely disagree because no. you have to think about how many, look at all the people, $5 million for Barstool to, they raised $5 million in two weeks. Mm-hmm. $250,000 donations, $10,000. These are rich people that are nice. That yeah, are not, that are trying small to small sample size, it but is, that doesn't but it mean isn't. they're nice. You don't have to be a nice person to make a donation. See, this is where I just think it's like this is cool because it's like your upbringing of money is coming out in you right now, and my upbringing of money is coming out in me because all the rich people that my dad ever brought me around gave away so much money and donated to big brothers and big sisters yeah, yeah, yeah. and did charity and get, and yeah. made sure homeless. I went and fed homeless people with my dad as a kid. But I know like, rich people who haven't done that. Sure. Sure, bro. Sure, that's of course. But just no because size. that's what how you but were there's raised. There's a lot of rich people that want to help poor people for sure. And they would do that in that capitalistic society. There's a lot that don't care. In that, in that um, free market society. Yeah. They would, of course, there's yeah. going to be rich people that take their money and run off. Mm-hmm. There's going to be poor people that don't want any help. I don't want no help. I don't need no handouts. <laughs> there's both sides of everything. Yeah, for sure. But there's a big, 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 big chunk of rich people that want to help. Look yeah, at what's happening right now. Majority, Look at the handouts you're seeing. You know what I'm saying? Of course, majority. Yeah, I, I, majority. Humans are genuinely, yeah. I think for the most part, warm-hearted. There are bad people out there, for sure. Right. But I think for the most, like, as we've made more money, all we want to do is give as much as I can all the time. That's all. So I just think when you make some bread, you normally don't want to just be an asshole, which is but, why that But your ideas are kind of conflicting because you say that rich people just want to give and help the people hands. that don't have as much money as them. But then you're also saying See, that the good, poor people can't accept handouts because that's socialism. Exactly. So handouts helping. Handouts helping. Rich people can help by coming in and maybe building a school 
or at bringing in teach like you could a rich person could set up a school in a lower class well, wait wait I, let me finish my thought mm-hmm. a rich person could come in and set up a school in inner city baltimore put great teachers in there not charge an arm and a leg because he's already making money from his other businesses or whatever it may be which happens we know that entrepreneurs think that way mm-hmm. i'm already i'm good i made 20 million but i'm good Starts a school, puts it in there. That guy can only do that because he made his money over here and it's a free market. He can go in and do that. So that's where I see the rich people stepping in, not giving a handout, but saying, I'm going to come and open a school that's not going to be super expensive and I'm going to educate these kids the right way. The same way that I'm talking about raising money to build a school and I'm nobody. So I just think you'd have rich people that step in and they say, I'm not going to give this, I'm not going to go in and just drop off a check. I'm not just going to drop off money at people's doors. So for a provoking... Just because to look at the other side, I think in terms of conversation, what's the di- we have to define the difference between a handout and being helpful because that was still what's because from your distinction right now you're saying if it comes from the government it's a handout if it comes from some rich dude it's helpful yeah but they're both just given well see the thing the reason why if I the government it, builds a school you're paying taxes for it it's it's different you're paying taxes but for so the now school. it's collectively you we're pay, helping so instead of paying taxes is what I'm saying instead of paying taxes to the government where they use the money to increase our defense budget not build better schools. You're paying directly to the school to put a teacher in there, to put pencils in there, to put paper in there, because you're cutting a check to Austin Silver Holding Company. Austin Silver Holding Company built 17 schools last year and put great teachers in there. The check goes right to my company. My company puts the money right back into the school. We build a better playground. We don't worry about the defense budget. We don't worry about building tomahawk nukes with the tax revenue from the city. You know what I'm saying? It's cleaner boxes with the money is why I think that privatized things work. Mm -hmm. That's just my thought. No, I'm I'm not... Saying I disagree with you, I was just saying to look just at the, to look at the difference between there's still just mo- exchange of money. Yes, no, I totally understand. From. Yes, because the intention of it matters in that sense. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Where not who it's coming from, it's still coming from the people in the community. It's how it's being spent. Who's well, in control I think of who's, the money? Who's watching it more? Right? Yes. Because who's when, in control? Because when it's someone who's running a government agency, it's not your personal money that you're putting in there. So how tight are you on the restrictions and, and costs of what things are? When it's your money, you're going to make sure that every dollar goes to a particular thing. So there's no less money. I, I'm not disagreeing. If it was my, you know, like, think about this. Do you guys remember when Andrew Yang came onto the scene? And we were like, yo, Yang Yang. Remember? Like, we were all about it. Why? Because he was a level-headed businessman that made a lot of money, clearly successful. Yep but didn't want to just keep it to himself. He's this guy. Now, he has UBI. He has some socialistic ideas, but I'm not a fucking genius. UBI might be a good idea. Mm -hmm. You know, a minimum wage UBI to everybody. That might be a great... It might work great. I don't know. But I know that, like, the reason we got hot on him is because he's the kind of guy that I'm talking about that could make these decisions of saying, let's privatize this. Government doesn't need to be here. Clean this out. But didn't you just say earlier that smart people aren't in the government? No, uh, most smart people aren't. You know, I just think there's way more smart people out of government than in government. Way more innovative people. Different kind of smart, like you said. Different kind of smart. Different kind of smart. I don't want to shit on people. I'm not shitting on people. You're talking smart in terms of innovation. innovation. Growth. That's different than there's still lots of smart. Because they're writing these things that are... But I think it's weird to, for me because I see like the politicians more aligned with their own self-interest where like the innovators are aligned with making everyone's lives better. That's the difference to me. Innovators are trying to save humanity or trying to make my life better, trying to make everybody's lives They're better. They're trying to solve problems for the purpose of capitalistic gain. It's a win-win. Yeah. You say, I mean, think about it, right? That picture I sent you guys on Instagram today, did you see it of the planets? How it was like Mars mm-hmm. 900 mm-hmm. billion years ago or whatever, how the planets die? It made me think. It's like, oh, wow, if Elon Musk is right. If we don't become a multi-planetary species... Eventually, we're gone. Gone. Eventually. Eventually. We don't know when. For whatever reason. Right. Natural disaster, earthquake, whatever. Well, what, it, yeah. Big big rock hits the earth, whatever, right? It's fragile. 
It's a fragile ecosystem. So it doesn't ecosystem so when, that we live in. So like that, he's an innovator, right? Yeah. Very clearly, but it's like he's going after these problems that are win-win. It's not like the politicians that are going after problems where you don't know what the angles of approach from everything, you right. know. But I think if you think about like money itself, and we talked about this on our last video, it is such a mechanism of control. That's all it is. All these ideas, capitalistic, uh, liberal libertarianism, all of these ideas are in some way influenced by money. So it just makes you think how much money really controls everything. And what would world the world be like without any money? What would our mindset be if we didn't have to work and make money to do things? Traded. It goes back to, I want to tie into this. Wait, traded like, you mean like I'll trade you my phone for your food? Well, it's simple living, just as those people that were doing in that documentary that we were watching last night, Murder Mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the hippies. They Be careful if you watch that. There's a lot of dick. <laughs> there is a lot because these people <laughs> wanted to go back to the seat. natural state. Think about how happy they were when the only thing I had to worry about when I woke up was I got to go tend to the garden and make sure I, I can't get think. See, I, I'll tell you, I've tried to think about that and I can't because everything in my world is here and here and here. It's weird. I want to know what that's like. You have to. You would have to do it because you would be I rewarded. I, I don't think it's you would be rewarded by growing your own food or catching your own food to where you, that. We got to move to Alaska. That you get from that. Just move out into the woods. You, you no, I know, but you get what I'm saying. Like happiness I think, levels would be a lot higher. Hundred percent. But yeah. I just think like because we're all so plugged in, it's hard to ever really truly experience that because we know what technology is and we know what it's like to be plugged in. Those guys, bro, they were like, right, the closest thing to a real nomad that you could ever get. These digital nomads, it's a funny term, you know what I mean? Because a real nomad is like a wanderer, mm -hmm. no connections to nothing. You know what I'm saying? That's what those people were. That's why they weren't close. But back to my, <laughs> right, but back to my point, like they didn't care about money as much. You know, so it's just like where where do you think your creativity goes and your thoughts go when you aren't thinking about making money all the time and controlling people all the time and controlling your future all the time? Yeah, just worried about the now being present. Yeah, I don't think they want us doing that because imagine if the whole world was just focused on the moment. Yeah, well, I think those people who are... The whole planet would be vibrating. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be different. It'd be different. I think we should wrap this up, huh? Yeah, Riley, you getting tired on us? I gotta cook. You gotta cook? And I, I still need you guys Christmas, to go get everyone. eggs. I hope you're having a great day. Well, listen, I got two more quick ones. All right. Hit me with it quick. This has been a pretty good conversation, I think. Yeah. Apple stock rises. This is a headline on Market Watch. Tesla dips after report that iCar could emerge in 24. Initially, when I tell you Apple's gonna make a car, good or bad? One word, good or bad. We'll come back to you. We can give thoughts in a second. Good or bad? Good. Good. Yeah? You would trust Apple with a car? Yes. No, it's not the purpose of that. Just back to what you said in terms of competition. Bad. Tesla has no real competition. You're thinking, bro. So it's only going to get better. Exactly. Yeah. Not you only that, but look at Apple from the beginning. What? Why has Apple always stood out from the very beginning? Because their why has always been about creative innovation and caring about the people, making it easy and Dude, pleasing Apple. for yes. the people. So Apple makes a car. But also that's different. Bro, They're could always you imagine different. imagine what it's going to do? Yeah. Oh well, my not God. Not only that, but the simplicity and oh, the craft. Because, you know, we talk about the, the new headphones that came out. Right. Yes, they're expensive, they're outright, but they're made well. Beautiful. Well, when were we just talking about the Tesla? The interior is not that great. Yep. yep. Not that great. Yep. Great car. Technology is great. Yep. But now, what if Apple comes out with great technology and a little nicer interior? <sighs> Bro. Then Tesla's got to step it up. Boom, boom, boom. And I mean, think about it. 2013, when that was when, or 2009 was when the first iPhones really came out. Yep. It was like turning the page. Mm -hmm. So it kind of gets me fired up. It's like, yeah, because holy innovate. crap, they could really well, think change about what, everything. What the iPhone did in terms of innovating the way we communicate and everything it did. Right. Apple gets into cars, right? Well, also because people that buy Apple products are usually so brand loyal to Apple because they've created um, good point. 
there is a word for it. I'm, I know I'm blanking on it right now, but basically like all of your devices are compatible. They're within it's one another. So it doesn't make you want to go buy an Android because then it wouldn't connect with your phone. So now they're going to make a car. It's Think like about this. They may, they put a special chip in your phone just to work with their headphones. You don't think when if Apple makes a car, they don't put something in the phone where the phone works that's so an awesome seamless, point. right? That's an with awesome the car because everyone's got a phone now. You have this phone that's like, it does way more Bro. than because they're gonna put shit in there. This is what I this this is the shit, man. Yeah. This is like this yeah. is innovation. Like yeah. this is the future. We're talking about Apple making cars when they made their first iPhone and their first iPod. I think the Billboard said like. 2,500 songs in the palm of your hand or something, and now look at what yeah. it is. So just them getting into a car now in 2024, go to 2034. What's Apple doing? Oh, yeah. first flying car. You know what I'm saying? It's just it crazy be. to think about. It could be. It's, it's, it's awesome to watch. You know what I mean? I feel like, too, if you go back to, like, the 90s, you know what you were watching grow? Tech companies. Go back to the 80s. You know what you were watching grow? Oil companies. So it's like this Apple thing is way more exciting to me to watch than ExxonMobil. You sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah, because oil's boring. Right, exactly. Yeah. This is amazing, you know? All right. Last thing here. So I've got two articles talking about silver doubling its price in the next two years. And I know you said you don't know a lot about silver. We talk about it fairly often. You know we've got some. It's talking. It's Bloomberg Intelligence, which I think is like an artificial intelligence thing that, it, that they use to come up with ideas. But it says, Saxo Bank recently projected, and they're a big international bank, that silver will soar to $50 an ounce in 2021. Right now, it's at $25 an ounce. It's been to $45, $48, somewhere around there before. And it's like, now, like I said, about pulled back about halfway. I think that when they make these forecasts, they put out like this idea of what could happen. Do you ever believe price forecasts when you hear about a stock could be here, this could be well, here, gold I, could be here? I tell you my initial thought is yeah. who's writing that article and, and go all the way back, right? Because if I... if I It's written a, by Peter Schiff's company, just so you know. And you know he likes gold. He likes, He's biased so more than anybody. Is, right. So if you're now putting out information that says that something's going to happen and now I go, well, shit, I better go buy some silver. What's it going to do? Price is going to go up based off of an article. Correct. Based off an article, but just the same way you get influenced by ads on your phone, you're now getting influenced by this article that was planted by someone who owns metals, a company that sells metals. So naturally, you're going to put out content. To your point, Kitco is the other company who has an article on this. It says this year, a thousand people participated in their Outlook survey. A total of 568 Main Street voters, or 56% of the people surveyed, said that they expect silver to go up. So right there, if everybody thinks it's going up, where's it going? It's going to go up. So it's almost like you just look at that. Where do most people think it's going? That's probably where it goes. Right. But I look at the underlying utility of it. Right. We talked about how it, is it like the cars, the electric vehicles, and a lot of new green tech tech uses it. Yeah. You know, There's utility behind it. I think um, when you compare it to gold, it looks like it's a better buy because gold is at all time. It just recently, when it crossed over 2,000, it pushed to all-time highs. It's pulled back now to like 1,800, but it just recently hit those highs. I don't like buying stuff at all-time highs. It's just not my style. Mm -hmm. I like buying things where it pulls back halfway and it's got a clear room to its all-time high and then it could break out and keep going. Right. You know what I mean? What do you think about metals for like long-term investment for your family? Like when you have a... a Damn. I think we're out of battery. All right, we're out of battery. We're wrapping it up here. Sorry that the video cut out, everybody. Yeah. Any last thoughts on silver? I think it could go up because like we've always said, I think it has a lot of uses. The more and more that technology becomes prevalent in our society... You're going to need more metal. Right. Yeah. You're going to need I mean, more silver. It's holidays, what are we seeing? Silver and gold. <laughs> silver and silver gold. Silver Merry Christmas. It's the only metal. I mean, these things are the only things that have been muddy money throughout history. So are you going to bet against history or are you going to take the bet on Bitcoin being the future? 
That's a whole another. That's a whole another hour. I know. <laughs> that's a whole another hour. But it's good because I can also just flip us to the screen that I'm recording right here when we lost that angle. So no worries. Yep. Cool. Well, bro, I'm glad that you uh, agreed to sit down and do this. Yeah, man. Riley, I'm glad that you sat down and did it too. I know you're probably annoyed at us for keeping your cooking delayed, but hey, it's six o'clock. Y'all are the ones not eating till hey, eight. Where do we got to go? We're singing Christmas carols and hanging out all night. Where are we going? I'm drunk off eggnog. Let's go. I'm drunk off eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for being here. We'll see you in the next episode. Make sure you like and subscribe if you enjoyed it. Comment any questions. Riley, do you have a secret word to end us with? Can't be Christmas. You already used that. Jingle bells. Jingle bells. That's two words. Good. Secret word. If you watched all the way through, listened all the way through, comment below. Jingle bells. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you in the next video. Thank you for listening to today's money. If you want to check out the video that goes along with this episode, there's a link in the show notes. Now make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss any future episodes. And if there's anything that I can do to help you along your trading journey, please reach out to me. My contact info is in the description as well. Thank you very much and I'll see you in the next episode.